Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home, to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hey, Suzanne, how's it going? Hey, Brianna, it's going really well. How's it going for you? It's going great. My uh, five-year-old Wyatt actually just came in here right before I start press the record button, and he said, Mommy, my first tooth is loose. He's been waiting for this for a long time, and so there's a lot of excitement in our household right now. Yay, that is so exciting. Oh, my gosh, the first loose tooth, the first tooth fairy visit. How fun. Eli lost his first tooth like years ago, and Wyatt has just been waiting for this moment. So it's a big one. Finally here. Yes. Well, guys, we are here to talk to you today about finding time to invest in your interest, not just for your kids, but for you too, because I think sometimes we forget to cultivate those interests that we have or explore passions that we might have because we're so busy being parents and we're so busy running after our kids and make sure that they get to all of their activities and have everything that they need and having homework done and running our households that we forget how important it is to cultivate those those outside interests for ourselves. Yeah. And if you can think back, if you've been thinking about your family priorities, you can think about hopefully some things have popped up that you love to do that you're kids love to do that all the people in your family really enjoy doing and it's really important that everybody gets time to cultivate and explore those interests that they have and the passions that they have I know for me I was super guilty of doing for everybody else in my family and making sure everybody else was really happy with all the things that they were involved in and if anybody needed to sacrifice their time I would sacrifice mine For sure, I had moments where I was like, wait a second, this isn't right. And my husband was always like, you need to take care of yourself too. You need to find time and let me help you. It's so important that as parents, we have that time because even if you just get like 30 minutes or an hour a week to invest in something that you love doing, it totally rejuvenates you. It totally brings you joy and makes you really happy to come back and spend your time with your kids and sacrifice for your kids again. We really want to try to help everybody find the things that they love to do and find time to do the things they love to do. I think some of us, like me in particular, have had a hard time figuring out what I love to do, maybe because I never gave myself that time. And that's okay too. You can just explore lots of different things till you find the things that you love to do. And maybe you spend a couple of weeks on a class exploring something and a couple of weeks on a hobby. And if it doesn't work out, you just keep trying things till you find what you like. 
Exactly. Yes. Make it a priority, which flows so perfectly with our last podcast about priorities. Make this a priority because it truly is such a fantastic way to bring joy to your family for everyone. And Suzanne, you were saying that you were guilty of not doing this. I was so guilty of not doing this for years and years. And I actually started getting a little bit resentful of other people who had these outside hobbies and passions that they enjoyed. My husband is a lifelong aviator. He absolutely loves aviation. And he was the little boy who was building model airplanes. And then he grew up near the airport in New Orleans. He could see the planes as they were approaching the runway from his bedroom window. And he had one of those radios and he would listen to the air traffic control tower as a little bitty kid. And then as soon as he was old enough, I think he was maybe 15 or 16, he went on a family trip with his parents and his brothers to Hawaii. And that's where he did his first flight lesson. And then right after we got married, he started his pilot's license. All of his jobs have been in the aviation industry because that is his passion. And he has just developed this passion so much. And now he flies on a regular basis, a little single engine plane. But he has that passion and he loves it. And you can tell when he's talking about it, his eyes light up and he's so excited about it. And he's so knowledgeable about it. And he spends time not only actually physically flying, but he's listening to aviation podcasts and he's reading books about aviation and he works for an aviation company. And he absolutely loves that. And there was this period of time where I was like, you have that passion and our kids have their passions and their hobbies. And I don't do anything. I don't have time for anything. And he did the same thing. He was like, you've got to make that time for yourself. You need to set aside time. I'll watch the kids. So what if you go to bed 30 minutes later? If you're doing something that brings you joy, find that time, explore some ideas, explore some interests so that you can really have that thing for yourself. It can be yours. That's your little time to explore something that brings you joy. I think that's really great. And have you found anything? What do you love doing? Okay, so this has actually been a blessing in disguise of the whole COVID pandemic. I'm trying to see the silver lining of all of this. I have been actually dipping my toe in a lot of different pools. I have been teaching myself upholstery which I know is kind of random, but it's fun to do that with your hands and to take furniture. And I I do not have vision for any of that stuff, but my sister has like awesome fashion sense and design sense. So I'll send her a picture of some dilapidated piece of furniture and she'll be like, okay, this fabric and this wood finish. And she gives me some ideas and then I'll redo it. I haven't done a ton of pieces because each one is pretty time consuming, but like I've watched so many hours of videos online and I've got the basic tools going. I actually, I'm in the final stages of, a pretty big project right now. It's a sofa that I'm refinishing. So that's been really fun. I've gotten into ancestry. I'm a huge melting pot of all over Europe, basically. But I've really been researching our Italian lineage. Actually, Suzanne's son, Alex, actually introduced me into this whole world. I had always been interested in ancestry, but we had a conversation one day and I just really took off with it and I've learned so much. I've ordered so many documents about my ancestors and my own grandfather, whose grandparents are the ones who came from Italy. I've been walking through this process with him and that's bringing him so much joy and bringing my mom so much joy. That has really been that project in particular, that hobby of mine that I've developed in the last few months has been so rewarding because it's brought so many people joy and just given us so much insight into our family and our history. I think that's so cool. I love it. Yes. And I know for me, I felt for a long time, 
the same as you. I was always kind of jealous of my friends and people who had these passions and they knew what they loved to do. And like you said, Bryce's eyes light up anytime he talks about anything to do with aviation. And I just always felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't have that one thing. And then I guess as I got older, I realized that's okay. Maybe I'm just sort of a jack of all trades kind of person. And and I'm more of a generalist maybe instead of a specialist. And there's nothing wrong with that too. And I just decided I'm just going to start trying different things. And if I'm having fun with it, then I'll stick with it. And if not, I'll just try something else. And a lot of times I would always let the I don't have enough time things slow me down or stop me because I think a lot of the things I love to do require a lot of time like I love to sail and I love to be outdoors and I mean living where we live most of the year is just too stinking hot to really enjoy the outdoors but anytime we travel like I love hiking and all that kind of stuff but that's hard to do because we kind of have to drive somewhere to get where it's a little cooler and you can handle hiking all day long. Mm-hmm. But in the sailing, at least that's not too far away. We're near the coast, but it does take a whole day to get down there and do it. But COVID's been awesome in the sense, again, looking for the silver lining, because I've always wanted to grow vegetables. I've always wanted to have my own vegetable garden and I've done like container gardening and stuff like that. But when we were in lockdown, we had nothing else that we could do on the weekends and stuff. I said to my husband, can we build a garden? And my kids joke that when we don't have projects in our house, we have mega projects. If we're going to do something. <laughs> it's we're true. Gonna... I can attest to that. <laughs> we're going all out. So when I explained to him what I want, then he expanded on that. And then I expanded on that. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. But we have like a massive garden in our backyard and I've come to find out I'm not really very good at it. <laughs> Looks beautiful though. Her garden, she's being very modest right now. It is gorgeous and it looks like we should go take a picture of it for a magazine. Oh, you're very sweet. I'm learning, which is great. And I love that because I always love to learn new things. And so I think Once I get through like a whole year of trying to grow things, I'll know more. And I think next year I'll be more successful. But there have been some complete disasters. But I have learned to grow lettuce, which probably gardeners out there are going, okay, that's easy to grow. And tomatoes. I'm good with tomatoes. Everything else has been kind of iffy. But I am having a lot of fun and I enjoy it. But if we didn't have COVID, that garden would have just been a dream of mine. So we had lots of time and we built it. And I love my husband. I gave him a Valentine's card and I said, I'm so thankful that you go along with my crazy ideas and then you make them even crazier. It's been a lot of fun. Today is Valentine's Day, guys. I forgot to say that. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't think everybody has to know what their passion is all the time. Like you can just keep looking and keep trying and don't give up. And maybe you like to do tons of things and that's good too. Yeah, be a jack of all trades. And we live in the age of technology where you can find information about everything, probably too many things on the internet. Suzanne actually does this awesome online class to teach her about gardening. And I think it's so cool. She showed it to me one time, just the general outline of it. And it took her idea and something she was interested in and actually taught her something and she was able to put it into practice. So I think that's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And I think going back to our children, I think it's really important to let our children try all kinds of different things as well. Like kids are naturally curious. They want to know about how things work. They want to know about the world. They want to try different things. And 
it's fine. Let them try all those different things. But you can't try everything at once. So you have to go back to, we were talking about the priorities and setting limits and some of our other podcasts and just keep rotating through things. Because if you don't let your kids try a lot of different things, then they might not really realize what their passions are. I think it's through trying all these new things that they figure out what they love and it can help them figure out what they want to do as a career to make money at some point in their lives. How awesome would that be if a passion that they develop as a kid could truly drive how they make money when they get older? I don't think enough people can say that. So Alex, when he was younger, he asked me, how do you know what you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I think you have to really start exploring what things you really love to do. And it doesn't have to be so much as like the classes you take in school, but just like the activities that you're doing. In his case, he was really into student council. He loved student government. And he said, Mom, I love campaigning. I love making the posters. I love writing my speech. I love giving the speech. And then I love trying to help my student body get proposals passed, get the principal to give us kids some of the things that we want. I love working to try to make the school a better place, all that kind of stuff. And I said, what kind of job do you think that would be, Alex? And he's like, I have no idea. He started thinking kind of politics at first, which he may end up doing, who knows. But then he got into high school and he got into Model United Nations. You talked about Bryce with his face lighting up. I mean, that is Alex with MUN. He has such a passion for that and he loves it so much. And he is like on fire. I've seen him doing virtual ones at home. And I'm like, who is that kid? It's like he's in his element. And so he's going to study and hopefully go into international relations, that kind of thing is his idea right now. Now, I know he may find other things that he loves in college, and he might change his mind a little bit. But that is the path he's on. And he figured that out at a pretty young age, just by thinking about the things that he loves to do for fun. And I said, I really think that you can make the most impact and find a way to make money at anything that you really love to do. Don't feel like you have to be hemmed in by, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be an engineer or whatever. That's great. But think about the things that you love to do and then all the different careers that incorporate those skills. And maybe it is a doctor, maybe it is an engineer, or maybe it is international relations, whatever it is. I just love that. Finding his passion and being able to just figure out what it is, what can he do, what actions can he take to live in that passion. That's so exciting. And I know that makes you have such a good proud mom moment when you see him in his element like that. It is really fun. And it's amazing to see them grow up and to see the whole process of everything that you went through and think, I can't believe this is where we are now. And same thing with Liliana. She has loved animals and nature from the very beginning. And I think as parents, we see this in our kids. Like we have an idea of what they're being called to do, like what their gifts are. But you don't want to just tell them, I think that you should work in something with nature because they're not going to listen to you. But they can figure that out themselves and you guide them. I mean... I don't know what she's going to do. She's looking at a biology major right now, and she knows that she wants to do something with conservation, with animals. She's not really sure exactly which direction she wants to go in, whether she wants to work on like documentaries or she wants to be a field scientist. She's trying to 
figure all that out, but she knows that general area, which is still a very broad area. And she may get to college and also completely change her mind. Who knows? But it's just fun to see them and to see them when they get to do activities, like extracurricular activities that they're passionate about, because it's so fun to see their faces light up and see them so excited to do these things. Suzanne, what are some of the things that Liliana has done leading up to this point? Susanna's talked before, Liliana's 16 right now. What are some of the things she's done in this animal realm that have really cultivated that interest? I think it started out as a little kid. Anytime we were outside playing, she was always drawn to the rocks and the leaves and the lizards and the birds and the butterflies and all that kind of stuff. She did a lot of research, like when we've redone our our flower gardens and stuff, she's like, you have to have natural pollinator plants in there, mom. She'll go with me to the nursery and she'll say, these are the plants that we need to buy to put in there. And then as she got older, the, the Houston Zoo has an amazing program called the Zoo Crew, and she applied for that late middle school. And she's been a member of that since she was old enough to join it. That is incredible. If anybody wants to do anything with animals, check out your local zoo and see if they have a teen program because they do so many cool things with the kids. They get to be junior zookeepers. They get to basically figure out all the different workings of the zoo. They put them through a program where they go through like marketing, catering, animal care, horticulture, everything to do with the running of a zoo for teenagers. I mean, how cool is that? And then they also do trips. So like she got to go to the Galapagos Islands and do research with scientists in the Galapagos Islands, not last summer, but the summer before. So the summer between freshman and sophomore year. It's an incredible experience that she got to have. And like right now she's working on her Girl Scout Gold Award and it's looking at the local bobcats in our neighborhoods because they're losing their environment around here. So she's trying to figure out how to educate the public on that. And she loves it. She's passionate about it. She gets into it. She is super excited about it. And who knows? We'll see where it takes her. That's so awesome. Do they let adults be in zoo crew? Because I think I want to join. <laughs> I ask that every time we go to a parent meeting. I'm like, do you need parent helpers? They just laugh. <laughs> right? Uh, sign me up. So Suzanne, and I'm asking Suzanne a lot of questions right now, picking her brain because she's got older kids, obviously. So do you feel like when they were younger and they weren't maybe as focused, like you mentioned, Alex started asking you about career when he was in you know fourth or fifth grade. Before that, What did it look like when they were pursuing these passions or cultivating interests? I would say a lot of bouncing around from one thing to another. I was not ever of the mentality of my kid's going to be like an Olympian or something. I suppose if they had done something and they showed like incredible talent at a young age, we might have like really stayed focused on one activity. My kids are, as far as athletics go, they're they're normal average kids. They were never going to be Olympian soccer players or Olympian basketball players or anything like that. And so we just let them try a lot of things. Liliana started playing soccer when she was four because all of her friends were playing soccer. One of the dads at school said, my daughter wants to play soccer. Let's make a team. And so we did. And it was hilarious and cute. Four-year-olds running up and down the field. They don't know what they're doing. They're all just chasing the ball. Right, like little Um, puppies. mm -hmm. So cute. I'll always have that vision in my mind. Just cute little girls just running up and down the field. And she played soccer all the way through fifth or sixth grade. But what happened with her towards the end, I'd say like the last season probably, every time there was a practice, she suddenly had a headache. 
And I was like, hmm, after a couple of weeks of that, how come every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday you have a headache, but you never have a headache any other day of the week? And I said, maybe we need to go to the doctor. Because I said to her, I don't think you want to go to soccer practice. And she was like, that's not true. And she didn't want to admit it. And I said, well, maybe I need to take you to the doctor then. Because it's weird how you only have headaches on these days. And that got her to be like, okay, mom. Because someone's going to take her to the doctor and say, can you explain to me why she only has headaches on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays? So she was like, no, mom. No, no, no. She was like, maybe I'm kind of tired of soccer. And I was like, why don't you tell us that? We're not going to get mad. But I think for her, she thought of herself as the soccer girl, and it kind of defined her. And I think she thought we would be disappointed in her or something. So we were like, we don't care. We just want you to be happy. Do what you want to do. So she stopped playing soccer, and she ran cross-country and track. And she's a good runner. I'd always noticed that as she ran in soccer. But, I mean, she did not love that. And then she recently came back to soccer. But she has said to me, If you didn't let me have a break from it, I would probably hate the sport right now because I just was getting tired of it and burned out. And that's where communication comes in and just talking. And my husband and I have always taken the mentality of we're going to guide them and direct them in activities, but we're going to let them take the lead because I would never let them quit something in the middle of a season because they made a commitment unless they were injured or something. You can't suddenly be like two weeks away from the dance recital and say, oh, I don't really like dance anymore. I'm going to quit. No, you can't do that. Get through the recital and then you don't have to sign up next year or for the next session or whatever. But if they stopped really enjoying it and it wasn't bringing them joy anymore and it wasn't a passion for them anymore, we were always like, let's find something else you want to do. Music has always been central to my family's life. That is a priority in our life. Everybody in my family is really musically gifted except for me. But my side of it is I'm the cheerleader and I I appreciate the music. I always tell them I appreciate it. I clap after every song. I cheer for you guys. Like you have to have somebody in the audience and that's me. Because they're always trying to get me to play something, but then I, I really can't, and I certainly can't sing. So, um, we you have know, to get you a tambourine, Suzanne. <laughs> I don't even I don't even think I can do the tambourine. <laughs> but I'm the audience, and it's great. So that's always been a hobby for them. Al will be on the piano. Alex will be playing the trumpet. Liliana will be playing the guitar, the ukulele, whatever. The clarinet. They rotate it around. It's sometimes kind of crazy in here. And then the cats don't like it because it's too much noise. It's really funny. But I'm always clapping for them. Yay, that sounded great. That's awesome. And I love it that it's Zucru animals, music, whatever. It's not always just the traditional, oh, they're signed up for soccer or baseball or dance or whatever. It sounds like y'all have explored some other things. We're trying to do that too. I talked in the last episode and my boys are really into sports right now, but they actually also love horseback riding which I think that's a little bit off the beaten path. I don't hear mm-hmm. a whole lot of kids doing horseback riding. I did some horseback riding as a kid and I would go to horse camps and my older sister was really into riding horses. And so I just latched onto that and I wasn't really good at it. In fact, I had a major accident when I was little from falling off of a horse. Wow, ki- that's yeah. scary. Yeah, that'll be another story for another day. But my kids actually really gravitate toward that. And so there's a ranch not far from our house that offers horseback riding lessons. And a couple of summers ago, we took lessons all summer. And then recently, they asked if they could get back into that. So that's not something we do regularly. But the people who work at the ranch are awesome. And so they'll let me just call them and reserve something if they have a day off of school or whatever, and we can go and they can ride. But that's something that it's a different interest, especially for a five and a seven year old. 
but it's one that they get excited about. And so I've told them, I see how responsible you are with the horses and how attentive you are to the guy teaching them how to ride. It looks like you really love that. So if you want to keep doing that, you let me know and we'll keep doing that. And we're just trying to explore those little things. Eli is in first grade right now, and he has just all of a sudden, he wants to read everything and he wants to write all the time and he loves to write. And he comes home and he's like, mommy, I filled a whole page in my journal today. And he gets so excited about that kind of stuff. Recently, he said, do you think I could be a writer? And I said, Eli, you can be anything you want to be. Like, let, yeah, absolutely. And so we started talking. He was like, but I really want to go on adventures. And I said, oh my well, gosh, you can cool. be, exactly. I said, <laughs> you can be a reporter. You can go on adventures and write about anything, all kinds of adventures. And then my husband and I talked about maybe on our next little weekend getaway, we can like help him to write a newspaper documenting what we're doing and what the cool things about the town are or whatever. It just started getting our juices flowing about Mm -hmm. helping him to cultivate what his talents and his interests are. And he's seven. We don't really, you know, know what his talents are yet. We're exploring them, right? Mm -hmm. But he's not like Olympic level or anything. But it's just so fun to just help my kids start to explore all those interests. And I Mm -hmm. also think when I've started really exploring my interests too, it makes them proud of me in this way. It's so cute, Suzanne. It's so cute. One of the little pools I was dipping my toe in during COVID was sewing as well. So I did like upholstery, but I was also doing sewing. And so for instance, my first big project was I made everybody masks. My mom had bought me a sewing machine when I was in high school, and I still have it, and it still works, and everything's great. So I made the whole family masks, and I was like, okay, we're not going to buy masks. I'm going to make them. Well, I let the kids pick out the fabric that we use, so they had some cute little superhero fabric, and we went somewhere. Where do we go? Oh, the pool this summer. We all had to wear our masks into the pool in our neighborhood, and someone commented that they loved his – he was wearing an Incredibles mask. This was – both of my boys, actually, were wearing their Incredibles mask, and Wyatt, my five-year-old – immediately so serious he's like my mommy made this mask oh and he I was just that. so proud about it and it of course I was beaming it actually made me a little teary because he was clearly proud of me and things like that have happened I upholstered some stools a couple months back and he was like showing everyone pictures of these stools he was like mommy can I see your phone so I can show them a picture of the stools you made I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. I think it's so important for kids. We're their teachers as well. As parents, you're their first teacher. And so if we want our kids to grow up being passionate about things, they need to see us being passionate about things. And I love how proud of you he is. I think that's so great. You were saying earlier about just letting them explore things. I think Alex thought he was going to be an astrophysicist or an astronaut for probably most of his childhood. Until he really got into higher level math, like in high school, he started thinking in middle school, I'm not so sure about all this math. And then he was like, I don't know, astrophysics, international relations, I don't know. And I've always said to him, look, maybe as part of international relations job, you can work with space agencies. And maybe you don't get to go into space, or maybe you will get to go into space by then. But maybe you can put all your interests together into one career who knows we'll see (laughs) get him thinking that's so awesome yeah but I think just if you listen to if you just pay attention to the things your kids say like you're driving along and they pass the horses or something wouldn't it be fun to ride horses throw it back on them would it be fun to ride horses you want to try it and give it a shot and see if they like it because you never know They might be like the next rodeo champion. Who knows? (laughs) Or they might just like to do it for fun. The possibilities are endless out there of things that you could do 
for fun. They truly are. And it, it helps to get their minds on something that's productive and fun and wholesome. It keeps kids out of trouble when they're into something. It certainly wears them out and they sleep better at night when they're all systems go, putting themselves into this activity that they love. There are just so many great reasons to really explore those interests that we all have and just help everybody to have their thing. And if it's something, like Suzanne said, her whole family loves music, awesome. You can do that together. It's it's certainly great to have interests that your whole family loves together and then interests that each individual person loves so that everybody has their thing. It doesn't have to define them, but it can be something that certainly brings them joy. Life is stressful sometimes, and having those things that we can go to It's definitely a great coping mechanism and a great release, a little getaway, if you will, in the middle of busy life if you make that a priority. Definitely. So our takeaway from today's podcast is try to find time for everyone in the family to be able to participate in something they love, especially the parents. Get some time in there. Even if you just have one hour a week, it really rejuvenates you. It brings you joy. And also these activities can really help keep your kids busy, help them sleep better, rested kids do better at school, and they're more fun to be around. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) And if you'd like to take action on some of the things we've talked about today, here's something you can do. We're sure you can list all the things that your kids love to do, but what about you? Are you giving yourself time each week to do something you love? Try to figure out something you can do that you are passionate about and make some time to participate in that activity and feel the joy that it can bring you. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.